are Locked On Trailblazers, your daily Portland Trailblazers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to an October 12th Wednesday edition of the Locked On Blazers podcast. I'm your host, Eric Garcia Gunderson, a writer for BlazersEdge.com former Blazers B writer for Vancouver Columbian, and I'm joined by my co-host, Dane Carbaugh, writer for NBC's Pro Basketball Talk, host of The Rewind. Uh, welcome. Welcome, welcome everyone. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Uh, Blazers just won a game against the Lakers last night, and, you know, we saw Myers back. We have a lot of topics to discuss, so let's hop into it. Yeah, overtime 109-106, Portland uh moves to three and zero in the preseason. Uh, I know that all you, uh, who had the preseason over under are very excited. Uh, the, the all, all, all you out there who, who bet on the over under of three, uh, gotta be feeling pretty good about that. There was no preseason over under by the way. Anyway, um, Damian Lillard had 30 points, uh, blew everybody away, had 15 points, uh, in like, less than three minutes in the third quarter for a brief time. He's done that a couple of times before it was preseason and he still let it rip. And, um, that was probably the most entertaining thing, but I think the most important thing for the Blazers is Myers Leonard's return. So, uh, Dane, uh, what do you see, uh, Adam Myers tonight? Well, we saw a little bit of a trepidation. He played 20 minutes, went four of 10 from the field. He only hit one three out of four. Um, he hit both of his free throws. He had a couple good rebounds, which is nice. Um, he fouled out, unfortunately, which I think is something that, you know, Myers has slowly worked on his per 36 numbers for his essentially his foul rate um, over the last couple of years he's been in the league. But that's kind of expected for me in terms of like like we talked about when we last uh, worked together. You know, Myers on defense is going to be something that we're really looking forward to in terms of whether or not he was able to practice that in his off time with a shoulder industry uh, injury and whether or not uh, a lot of the things that he needed to work on in general, which is spacing and, and court awareness on the defensive side of the ball is really going to come into play. So we saw a little bit of rust, I think um, a couple couple plays were, you know, here or there 50, 50, but uh, so I, I didn't see anything egregious in terms of what he was doing on the defensive side of the ball. Just, you know, ticky-tack here and there, and it's kind of the same stuff we've seen before. So I didn't see huge regression or anything. But it was nice to see him back out there and back and ready and, you know, ready to play. Yeah, no, he he was definitely out there. I thought that, you know, the one of the first plays he had out there, he had that, uh, you know, he set screen, pop out um, to the three-point line, doesn't get anything, and then, Instead of just standing around, he cuts uh, to the middle and Lillard mm-hmm. hits him uh, running across the lane and he hits a l- nice little runner, but it wasn't the, the – cause you, He dunked we, it, baby. He dunked, uh, dunked it. it. Oh, yeah, he dunked it. Yeah, sorry. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sorry. I forgot about that. Sorry. Anyway, but I, you know, that's that's stuff we don't we haven't seen from Myers, and so mm-hmm. it was just to me it wasn't even like to me I I, I blacked out on the shot just because like I was so blown away by him cutting the way he did, and yeah, um, uh, I, I if he can consistently do that, and I there's no reason to think that he can't because mm-hmm. cutting is such a thing that it's like 
It's not that hard as long as you set your mind to it. And it literally, like it sounds like super cliche, but cutting really is not that hard. So um, loved seeing that he added that to his game. The fouls. Um, I think fouls a lot of times too, especially on the Blazers this deep. I really don't think it matters all that much. I think the Blazers were also a high foul team last year. And I just really don't think like they, they should use them. You know, they weren't a really great defensive yeah. team. So maybe just, you know. Um, I, he, I, I, he, he stopped uh, E.G. and Leon from getting a couple of easy buckets. You know, I'm cool with that. I'm cool with him yeah. using using those fouls for sure. There, there's no reason to hold on to them. So because there's no <clears throat> there's no rollover fouls or anything like that. Um, uh, among the other players on the bench, uh, you know, Mo Harkless had a great game, but Myers Leonard was the guy that we were uh, really paying attention to, and I think um, to see. Uh, you know, every there's a a lot has been made about Myers finding his Zen and stuff like that. But I I will say that he did seem a little bit more aggressive and a little bit um, less afraid to make mistakes. I thought one yeah. moment too. I think he he kind of like threw a pass that uh, it was uh, uh, I forget who it was the backdoor out, cut. Yeah, the backdoor cut coming off a flare. And he goes back door and he just threw it, but then he just ran back on defense and just got mm. in the right position. And I feel like the old Myers maybe would have like hemmed and hawed about that play, and he just really didn't care. And that was another good, you know, positive sign from Myers tonight. Yeah, I agree. I think um, I I completely agree in terms of his his confidence seemed to be there in terms of, Hey, $40 million will do that to a guy. I think <laughs> uh, that's, that's just, that's just straight talk. But, uh, you know, you're right. You mentioned it on Twitter about him being able to cut and it makes sense to be, to be able to be a good cutter makes sense when you're already a good passer, because being a good passer is about spatial awareness. Being a good cutter is about spatial awareness, feeling that negative space in the floor and moving to it. I think it makes sense for him to be able to do that. And so, you know, we saw some sort of these uh, split cuts where these, which is sort of these, uh, where the screener cuts back door, which is what the the Warriors do a lot for their guards on their guard screens. Mm-hmm. Blazers did a lot last year. If Portland has Myers do that, because we saw him in some sets where he was setting, he was setting pin downs on guards going from the top of the arc down and then coming back up and setting a pick and roll at the top of the key. And we saw him um, running a, running slip screens coming across the formation, setting a pick for uh, a dribbler on the um, side, uh, on the, on the sideline thing and coming across, which is something that you also see that guys like Alan Crabb do, in those sets for the Blazers. So if he's moving around a lot, I like the idea that he's moving around the floor and not doing, I don't, not necessarily that he, he got comfortable on the arc, but that's sort of where he got put. And if we think that he's able to move around in space and like we talked about uh, last time, if he has, the potential to have so much more offensive, you know, dynamism mm-hmm. to him. Yeah. All right. Like, that's great. Move him around. Cause that, you know, we were talking, okay, that's going to make it super hard for the young, when he's playing the five for the Deandre Jordans of the world, for the Marcus souls of the world to like run around all night with him or for 20 minutes a game. Right. I, I think the one, yeah, I think the one thing we definitely saw tonight was a little bit more purpose of movement for Myers, you know, like he, he wasn't just, floating around to the three-point line and kind of waiting there and be like, give me the ball. Like, you know, he's not just like waiting mm-hmm. for something to happen. Uh, he's making things happen. And that has always been a problem with Myers is that um, sometimes he doesn't exert as much, you know, he, as, offensively he had the shooting and that ha- caused its own problems. But teams are going to get wise to that. They, they're they going to just stay out on him. And I think 
um, adding a little something else to the game, whether it was like we talked about uh, on the last pod earlier this week that we did, uh, whether it's a couple of dribbles or if it's getting, you know, or, 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 or cutting like we saw tonight, which we didn't talk about, um, it, that's going to help him. Uh, just become a better player. And yeah, the fouls, whatever, he fouled out. But, you know, it is what it is. Uh, I thought it was really important that we saw what we saw from Myers Leonard tonight. Uh, Mason Plumley had 11 points and 11 rebounds uh, in 21 minutes. Uh, the, the, start, the starter tonight, uh, as uh, we expect, at least as I thought, it was going to be Evan Turner because just because it was a rotation type of deal, I thought it, it was pretty easy to see uh, because Stotts had talked about. Um, starting different lineups and Turner went three for 10, nine points, five assists, uh, two rebounds in 28 minutes in the start alongside Lillard and McCollum and, and Lillard, we mentioned briefly as well, 30 points and he, he went off. Um, you know, I mean, it's, he, he's obviously gotten better. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, the thing I was interested in tonight was how, well, one, that we didn't see any play from Grant Jarrett, Luis Montero, Tim Quarterman, which is interesting to me just because I don't know why, why rest those guys. But obviously the preseason isn't just about seeing who you're going to keep on the bench, but also who you're going to, uh, I don't know, or well, h- how to get your, your starters tuned up, I suppose. Um, but uh, Sh- Shabazz Napier had an interesting night for me just because he wasn't super effective on the offensive end of the floor. He was still dynamic in some portions of the game, which I liked. But he also, I noticed a couple times in the fourth quarter. In fact, there were, I think there was two plays in a row where he essentially over dribbled the ball and then I think made Myers shoot at the end of the shot clock. Like, just here, have it, take it, just hop, hop potatoed it. And I think he maybe did it to crab a couple of possessions before that, too, I think which was a, weird. He, weird to see him in. He, sorry, he, had a, he also had a weird turnover too, just to add to that with Vonley. Like he, like oh yeah, he passed it to his butt he, as like, he passed, turns around. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it, it was it was kind of a weird night for him, which is kind of disappointing to see. Yeah, it stepped back probably. I would say for, from where we saw him in the first two preseason games, I thought we both thought that he was you know really you know turning things around. But you know it's fair for him to have a you know a, a rough night, uh, I guess, out there since. He had two pretty positive nights. And again, mm-hmm. you know, it's easy, you know, it's really easy to fall in love with the point guard that has, you know, pretty good school, pretty good skills and good score. And, um, and I, and I thought, you know, I was all in on the Shabazz Napier train too. He looked good. I was talking about three guard lineups, but you know, tonight also may have been just, you know, for us, you know, perhaps a little bit of reality check, like, Hey, you know, this is why Napier probably won't play a whole lot all the time this mm-hmm. season. He is an emergency point guard. And um, sometimes uh, a guy that's destined to be an emergency point guard is going to have nights like he did tonight. But um, I think ultimately still he's an upgrade at that spot. Yeah, for sure. I, I completely agree, especially since he's he's more dynamic on the offensive end than what you had in Tim Frazier last year, given that he can both penetrate, which uh, which he could do, which Frazier could do. But um, in addition to passing, he can also score himself and he can shoot a little bit, which is nice. Right. And I and I think Brian Roberts was pretty I mean when he, when when Brian Roberts came after they got rid of Tim Frazier, I mean he was he's kind of uh I feel like he's like a very bland version of Shabazz Napier. You know, yeah, I, I, like fair. I I feel I feel like Shabazz is Brian Roberts with like just a little bit more juice. 
Mm-hmm. Maybe a little, maybe a little bit of Tim Frazier's juice. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's kind of like <laughs> almost like a, he's almost like a mashup of Tim Frazier and uh, Brian Roberts. Wow, that we're getting real deep here. Late night edition of the Lockdown Seriously. Blazers podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, um, and another big part of the Lockdown Podcast Network is our friends at SeatGeek and. Buying tickets online for sports and concerts has been a confusing process for a long time, and it's always been hard to find the best deals for that game or show you want to go to, and none of those older ticket sites want to change that. But SeatGeek is different. They've come along and created an amazing app and website that makes it easier than ever for fans to buy and sell their tickets. It's the first app that I use when I'm looking for tickets to a game or a concert. Uh... I know I talked a lot about my ducks. I'm still interested in, you know, maybe making it for the Civil War. Uh, and and I'm, I'm looking at SeatGeek, looking at prices. I know that they're down, but I'm still going to support my team. And SeatGeek is there to help me do that. I have the app on my phone, and it's really convenient and is really good for me as a consumer because it gives me the best, best price information and uh, the deal score scores to determine what the best deals are and price alerts that let me know when tickets ticket prices are going down or when they're going up and that could help me make a better decision more informed decision uh, about buying tickets for the game or concert that I want to go to but the best thing about SeatGeek is that all of my listeners get a $20 rebate off their first SeatGeek purchase and to get that $20 rebate on tickets of your first ticket purchase on SeatGeek, you have to download the SeatGeek app, go to the settings tab, and click add a promo code, then enter promo code LOBLAZERS, and SeatGeek will send you $20 after you've made your first ticket purchase. Download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code LOBLAZERS today. Yeah, the Shabazz Navier thing was, was unfortunate tonight, but I think overall he's a, he's a great ad for the Blazers. Jake Lehman, you know, played in the overtime uh, and, and had some nice plays. Um, but that was kind of it uh, from Jake mm-hmm. Lehman. We're not uh, so. Um, just going to say it right now. Hot take. Don't think Jake Lehman's going to play much this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think also from what I've seen this preseason, unfortunately, um, it, being real and taking a look at the development of some players, I haven't seen a lot from Pat Connaughton, which is I'm not going to say disappointing to me, but it's it's interesting that there's sort of an investment on that end. And I, I guess I, if I'm taking a look at Bonley and Myers Leonard, uh, and before that CJ McCollum and seeing, uh, what Neil is investing in these players. I just don't really, I don't, I'll just say it out loud. I don't know what the purpose is to have Pat Connaughton on, on the team other than a practice body an athletic guy. It's nice. He's young. He feels at the end of the roster. Maybe that's it. Maybe I'm overthinking it, but yeah, kind of, kind of a little disappointing, I suppose, in terms of you would like to see players that uh, you wish good things for have a little bit more success in the preseason year after year, but he hasn't. Yeah, um, I think he, you know, he had that moment in summer league. He had that game winner. Um, he was kind of the go-to guy uh, for the team in summer league. Um, but yeah, hasn't really like made a mark so far in his preseason minutes. Um, it hasn't really stood out. You know, Von Lays had a had a moment and. Uh, Von Lee was kind of active on the boards tonight, although he was also a little, um, you know, still got lost a couple of times, but I thought Von Lee still continued to show, you know, some things tonight. Uh, I thought, mm-hmm. m- um, 
and, and I, I was a little bit more, I was still kind of encouraged with how Vonley played. Whereas like, I don't really feel any type of way about how Connaughton's playing. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Um, and Vonley might've played better if he just you know, he took, took those braids out, you know, just, and just go let back. the fro go, go back. He had like the eraser head fro, man. It was like the perfect shape and everything that just go back to that, man. Just go back to that. It was so pre- it, yeah. it was nice to see Mo Harkless had a good game. And I'm happy about that because, again, uh, I mean, he could be, you know how we were talking last season about how Aminu and his contract could be the steal for Olshay Harkless, who people thought, why did they, he didn't ha- apparently didn't have an RFA offer. Like, why are they giving him all this money? That could end up being sort of egg on everybody else's faces mm-hmm. 30 games of the season. So. Yo, hey, you know, Harkless is 6'9", super athletic, like pretty – he was a really good finisher last year for the Blazers as like a cutter, offensive rebound guy just finishing at the basket. And tonight he had 14 points, seven rebounds, three blocks, uh, was was out there wreaking havoc, super athletic, can play the four, can guard – but he's a little bit quicker than Aminu, so he can also guard – uh, you know, point guards, if need be, he guarded Chris Paul in the playoffs um, until and also guarded Clay Thompson. So, yeah, no, I mean, I, I've been of the opinion for a while that I think that Harkless should be the starter uh, mm-hmm. because I just think that he fits a little bit better. And, uh, you know, another thing to remember with Harkless is that I I don't I think Aminu is super important to the team and I think he's a huge part of why the Blazers were successful last year. But, you know, I do wonder if whether, you know, now with Evan Turner and, you know, with how My- if Myers Leonard's there and Plumlee and all these guys, they have a lot of centers. You know, I, I wouldn't say that, you know, I-, I was of the opinion probably a couple of weeks ago that I that Va- that Aminu's spot is like pretty much there's no way he's not going to play like, you know, one of the most minutes, some of the most minutes, highest minutes on the team. Third third most or something. Third most or something. Yeah. But like, I think that you you could see some scenarios in which like Harkless could eat into some of Aminu's minutes because like, I I don't think that Aminu is like that far and away so much better than him at four sometimes. And I think that, you know, I, I think that that opportunity could be there. And I think the Blazers are so deep. That's one of the realizations I had during this game tonight. It's like, they can throw out just like all kinds of weird five man lineups and just and and play with people because they have enough guys that can just play good NBA basketball. Yes, uh, you know that's that's the thing that I feel we talk about when it comes to depth in the NBA a lot, especially sort of old heads and old coaches bring up, oh, you know this guy could play a lot of, st-. and you're like, no, that guy has two NBA skill sets, and the Blazers have a lot of guys that have three or four who can play multiple positions. And I really like that. I mean, he's a good defender. He was an okay shooter last year. He's a pretty good cutter. He uh, knows how to run the offense from two different positions, at least maybe not, maybe three, you know, it's like you have a and Harkless adds a lot of those things in too. Like you said, he's a finisher. He's a cutter. He's a good defender. He can play, he can defend the point guard position as a holy crap. So uh, that's a real versatility that and with guys that have already been proven that they played last year well for Terry Stotts. So that's super interesting to come in as a team that really does have that. And like you said, come out. We talked about this before about having weird lineups to sort of mess with people. And, and in, in practice, what does that really come out to? Maybe that means when you need a critical game and you're fighting for seven versus eight 
or seven versus six or something like that, a playoff spot at the end of the season. Okay. This is how we're going to, you know, throw a wrench in the spokes when we're playing the Clippers at the end of the year or the Grizzlies at the end of the year. Or maybe like we talked about before, it's like, wow, we're, we're really going to jam these guys up in a first round playoff series for, it could be for three games or it could be for a quarter and a half that gives you a lead that is insurmountable and it steals you in on the road. But in those positions, that kind of stuff really matters. Yeah, and I think, too, all that stuff really matters, but all that stuff really matters a lot more when your whole team is really athletic. And I think the Blazers <laughs> are super athletic. Like, that's one of the things that, like, you know, watching, you know, whether it's Von Ley in there, even Myers Leonard, you know, Ed Davis, Harkless, Crab, Turner, Aminu, Plumlee, like, you just have athletes out there, like, all over the place wreaking havoc, and, you know, even, you know, Vonley was getting first half minutes in there, and this rotation that they had out there tonight isn't going to be what it's going to be in the regular season, but I think what we're seeing, though, is no matter who Stotts can put out there, he can put out lineups that are going to cause a lot of problems for people, because Mm. it's a lot of versatility, and it's a lot of athleticism coming at you, and I think that uh, I think a lot of teams are going to have trouble dealing with mm-hmm. that because I don't think teams have necessarily that depth and competence across the board like the Blazers have. It's almost like a Hawks, like a Hawksian formula, mm-hmm. but more athle- sure. but more athletic. Do you think so? The Blazers blew a lot of games in the first twenty games of last season, which sort of. I don't know. I don't know if that propelled them to step their game up and, you know, after the all-star break really, or heading into it. But do you think that that changes this year since this team has been together longer and they know sort of like, do you think that that's going to end up being okay? So maybe those early season games against teams like the Lakers, they're going to finish out. So they have a chance to maybe not improve on the record, but really people are guessing they're going to fall. Maybe, maybe they will finish strong because people forget that. Yeah, no, I think a lot of people forget the start to the season. I I've been of the opinion like I'm I'm taking the like I'm taking the over. You know, mm-hmm. I, like I think they're gonna get over forty six and a half wins. I I because they started eleven and twenty, and I think that they don't have to have that learning it's curve. Crazy. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna have that learning curve. Like, I mean, I think they're gonna come out and I think they're gonna win some games. Like, I think, you know, like barring several injuries, I just think this team is too deep mm-hmm. and they're too. Athletic, and I think you know Lillard. You know CJ McCollum's had a tough preseason; hasn't really made a whole lot of you know hasn't had a tough, good shooting preseason. But I think he'll be fine. And I think with Lillard, you know, it's just like I mean, he's gonna he's gonna deliver. I mean, like tonight, he just kind of just had thirty points. And I think that when you have so many athletes on the team, it's just a recipe for good things. And and I think Stotts is such a wizard too. It's just like he's gonna be able. I think he's just gonna be able to press the right buttons. And it, th- this this team is. Um, really cool. I think they're a really interesting collection of guys. Yeah. I think if you, if you haven't picked the Blazers for one of your league pass teams to watch and you're on the West coast, so you're going to be up late enough to watch them. You better pick them now because they're going to be super interesting right from the get go. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Blazers definitely going to be a fun team to watch. I think they're going to let it fly from three. It was kind of funny too today. I kind of realized too, it's like a mean, there was one possession where they didn't even make the three on the possession. It was like Turner just instantly launched a three. The rebound came back out to a and then he instantly launched a three. It was just like, um, I mean, I know that they put up a ton of threes last year. I feel like they're going to put up just as many or they're they're probably going to put up more this year. Yeah. Yeah. I think they end up, 
probably putting up more because what we talked about me was after the first preseason game was that we saw Evan Turner really making those cuts and uh, penetrating with the ball in a way that doesn't clog up the offense, but instead opens up those guys on the elbows and in the, in the corners. And if that happens, I mean, cause, cause remember how much teams clamped down on Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum in the second half of the season. If they're not able to do that, Ooh, look out, look out because you don't want that team to make more threes. Cause you're not going to win many games against them. If they're really going, especially when they have multiple guys who can hit threes and don't forget about Alan Crabb. Now you got Myers Leonard back. It's going to be tough. Yeah, that's a lot of shooting, a lot of uh, playmaking, a lot of athleticism. I think uh, things are things are uh, looking good for the Blazers right now. I think the, the, their preseason's gone about as well as you could hope. Uh, mm-hmm. Blazers three and zero, obviously, but you know, I think the, it's the way that they're doing. It. I think it's the you know, what we're seeing from guys, and um, that the Blazers are just going to be a pretty solid team. Um, and we're still going to f- wait and see on the rotation and the. 15th man I don't think we, we've gotten a whole lot of progress uh, on that but um, I think they they do have to make first cuts here though I think they do like I think some teams do like to cut down uh, around this time so we'll see if the Blazers are one of those teams but um, uh, anything else you want to touch on from tonight's game before we uh, sign off no I think that that's it I think we covered it all they're looking good and I think if you're a Blazers fan and you're listening to this right now, which you probably are, think about how you felt at this moment, this day in the season last year, and compare that to now. I think you got to feel pretty good. That's a great thought to come away with. Um, it's got to feel pretty good. And if you if you don't think it feels pretty good, at least uh, you are not Billy Bush. So, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, well, y'all have a, a great one. We'll be back with you later on this week. The Blazers have another preseason game this week. Thursday against the Los Angeles Clippers. Uh, So we'll definitely talk uh, after that. uh, And we'll talk to you then. Thanks for listening to the Lockdown Blazers podcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Audio Boom, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Google Play, wherever you can find a podcast and leave us a five-star review. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa auto parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 17